<laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack Podcast. I'm Savannah. And I'm Emily. And we are kicking off what we are calling Bad Boy Summer because we're going to be participating in Hot Girl Summer and Bad Boy Summer. We're in our Bad Boy era, and we are talking about Flock by Kate Stewart. And the Ravenhood series today, and I am so excited. I'm just so happy that Savannah introduced me to. She, Savannah kept telling me, "You have to read this. You have to read this trilogy." So I was like, "Okay." So I went and bought. So I've never been more happy that I bought a series as hard, like as a hard copy book, than I am with this series. Literally, and I remember I texted Sav when it, that I finished the series, and I was like, "I feel hollow." Yes. It's just like the series just has everything that you could possibly want. Like it, the last book, everything ended with a perfect cherry on top. Could Mm -hmm. ask for anything more in a series. I agree. We are both currently in deep, deep book hangovers and finished with the first, the like main part of the Actar series. And Emily just finished the Ravenhood series. Other than being, I would call it depressed. Like that's how I feel. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. It's hot outside. It's being our bad boy books. Like I feel like once I read Flock and Den of Vipers, I've crossed a line. Yeah, you can't and go now back. I can't go back. So <laughs> no, um, I agree. Other than that, I'm doing well. I just I'm glad and I must say that I remember when I texted you, these people say money can't buy happiness. Explain. I can buy books. Explain. And that equals happiness. So sure does. We should be in charge of the treasury department. So it can not only buy books, but it can buy Kindle Unlimited. And Kindle Unlimited provides unlimited amounts of happiness. It can do no wrong. To us, you guys do not have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. It's literally worth every penny. You save so much money with it. And I really like it. Just not like a book. Like you didn't waste any money on it. Like, you know, you can just return it. So highly recommend getting Kindle Unlimited subscription. Yeah, I think it's really cool too, because it exposes you to new authors. Like, I feel like a lot of smaller kind of indie romance authors are on Kindle Unlimited. And so mm-hmm. you're supporting them, but that you're going to want to read something more than once, but they don't get paid after the first download from your account. So if you're a rereader, you should just go ahead and buy the book so that you can give the author that money. I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. I know. I learned that a couple weeks ago. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I saw this one author on TikTok. She said that she's like an indie author that she paid her mortgage through Kendall Unlimited. And so, so it, cool. it really helps these, lo- these authors. So highly recommend. Maybe the only good thing Jeff Bezos has ever done in his life is Kindle Unlimited and Kindle supporting Limited. small authors. <laughs> and I'll, I'll swear by Kindle Unlimited. Some people so, read on their phone which I do not do, but if you don't want to like fork over the money to buy a Kindle, you can get the Kindle Unlimited app and like do the subscription that way too. So you don't have to like immediately deep dive into it. Yeah. So, and if you are going back and forth between getting a Kindle or not getting a Kindle, I say get a Kindle. It's just different. Like I feel like I'm in the reading zone when I'm on my Kindle versus like if I'm on my phone. Yeah. I like it because I can read late at night because there's a light and I don't have to keep Seth up um, with the lamp being on, which I'm a fan of. I can I read my to, smut in peace. I, speaking of like smut and hot men, the Met Gala. 
this is last weekend. <gasps> I know what you're going to say. about my favorite. I'm going to talk about Jack Harlow and Jacob Velorde. <laughs> Jacob Velorde. Oh, my God. <laughs> he can have it any day, any way he wants it. I'm willing. My body is open to him. Yeah. No. No. Like, there's no flaws in either of those men. Do you mm-hmm. see the um, where Jack Harlow is like, hey, love you. I was like, I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, so- satin. Mm. I have a statement to make that I don't think you're going to agree with. Okay. I have a weird sexual attraction to Jared Leto. <laughs> I think that that's uncommon, but it's, it's deep inside of me. I do not agree, but I was going <laughs> support your decision. Thank you so much. Yep. I've got a weird thing. Jared Leto, if you're listening to this, I'm probably one of like 65 women in the world that's weirdly attracted to you so I think you should capitalize on that not <laughs> put that little tidbit in there because to me because we're gonna talk about like Sean who's in this book I feel like Jacob Elordi could play Sean okay so I have very distinct views of what I think Sean and Dom look like and it's based off of the fucking first Fast and Furious movie. I think Dom gives Dom Toretto energy. And I think that Sean gives young Paul Walker energy. Okay, so Dom kind of reminded me of Jesse from Gilmore Girls. Not Jess, Jess. Jess I, was like bigger. Yeah, I bulkier. got like, I got Jess vibes from Dom. Mm. See, my problem is that I picture Dom as a meathead. And so it took off so many characters that it could have been. So I, I vividly picture Fast and Furious, first movie in the early 2000s, Dom Toretto and young Paul Walker. Those are good ones, though. I really hope that this never becomes a television show or a movie. Like, it, yeah. I, nothing can do it justice. They would ruin the absolute fuck out of it. It would be awful. So I just had to put that little pop culture tidbit in, you know, our fine men in suits. It wouldn't be us if we weren't talking about Jack Harlow, honestly. Because the <laughs> album comes out tomorrow. He has his in a chokehold. I know. Jack Harlow can spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I see, my face I is see, red, but it's true. I see nothing but green flags with them. <laughs> so when I was watching Euphoria, I was like, meet Jacobs, but I'm just seeing a little bit of green flags. And- Nothing but green flags. And even when he had the, the scene with the gun, I was like, I could forgive him. That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> These books have really, really blurred the lines of like, what's okay. We'll talk more about guns with um, Dunna Vipers. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I also want to throw in here what I've been reading. I read a childhood friends to lovers reverse harem yesterday it is about like literally this girl has been friends with these three boys since they were seven and I guess they had this like unspoken rule the men had agreed that like they wouldn't ever fuck with her and then they have a reverse harem so it's beautiful it's a series I don't know if I'm gonna keep going I just needed like a little palate cleanser I'm reading Neon Gods by Katie Robert which is a Hades and Persephone retelling Katie Robert apparently has an entire collection of like Disney villain retellings or like storybook kind of retellings. So I think I'm going to go down this path for myself. That's pretty interesting. 
I finished hate notes yesterday. So if I'm trying to like read quick, I will read a book. So V Keelan and Penelope Ward write like um, a lot of books together. So I kind of use their books as like palate cleansers. So I read hate notes. It took me like a day. It was a quick read. And it was like spicy, but it was also sad, which I did not expect. So oh, no. coming from the Ravenhood trilogy, I just wanted something that was just like quick, but like I was like crying at some points. And then I think I want to read one more standalone before I go into um, another series. It's always such a weird emotion when you're reading something that's spicy, but then it's sad. <laughs> you're like horny, but crying. And I don't know if that's the vibe. <laughs> kind of like they didn't even like kiss until then. So it was kind of enemies lovers, kind of slow burn. And then like they're about to, and then like something tragic happens. I'm just like getting like, whiplash. Oh no. oh no. I was, I was horny and now I'm crying. <laughs> figure out what I want that last standalone to be before I get into series but side notes out so the girl who wrote the ritual wrote a mafia book I that I think we should do an episode I haven't read it yet it's called code of silence no shut your mouth I just put that on my kindle yesterday okay yeah so I downloaded it too because I was like <laughs> I need one more palette cleanser then I think when to read it mm-hmm. okay Noted. Well, speaking of also sad, let's talk about the Ravenhood series. So first off, we're going to talk about Kate Stewart, who wrote the Ravenhood trilogy. She writes messy, sexy, angst-filled contemporary romances, as well as like romantic comedies and erotic suspense. She said that she writes what she likes to read. So she, that's what she writes about. Some of her books include Room 212, The Underdog Series, Predator and Prey, and Excess. Today we'll be talking about Flock, which is the first book in the wildly popular Ravenhood trilogy. Exodus and Finish Line cap off this trilogy, and we highly recommend reading them if you haven't already. And you kind of have to read them in order and then read all three, because if you read them out of order, you're not going to get the full circle and then flock ends like on a big cliffhanger which I like because the second book immediately starts right where it left off which is chef kisses yes and this week's dedication is this one is for my brother Tommy who bravely calls it like he sees it no matter what company he keeps thank you for schooling me that it's okay to doubt but not to dwell in it all of my love and respect little brother wholesome yeah that was really sweet Okay, guys, so before getting into the main plot, um, I'm going to explain what the Ravenhood is because we kind of get an understanding of it a little bit in Flock, but we don't get a full understanding of it in the third book. So the Ravenhood is like a group that has members all over, like state chapters, and their main goal is to get revenge on corporations who steal from their employees. And it stems back from Dom and the Frenchmen to a fire that happened in the factory and so the Ravenhood is led by the Frenchman Dominique Sean and Tyler and some others but those are the main four and one of the main employees they are after in Triple Falls is Roman Horner and he's the one who killed and he constantly steals from his employees he is an awful boss so buckle up so this book starts out with a prologue that takes place in the future and Cecilia states that she is sick 
And we learn that she is sick because she has an aching heart that yearns for love. And so I thought was like really beautiful. So like, what is she sick with? But like her aching heart kind of the storyline of all three books. This book takes place in current time. Cecilia Horner is spending a year working under her dad at his plant in Triple Falls so she can get her inheritance and never speak to her dad again. So Cecilia's dad is Roman. They don't have like a relationship. Like they communicate through emails. Like was raised by her mom. She's working at the plant. Cecilia meets Sean, who is her supervisor, and he instantly falls for her and starts to bring her around the Ravenhood. This is where Cecilia meets Dominic and fast forward a little bit and the three of them enter into like while Cecilia continues to work at the plant and little does Cecilia know that the two boys and their friends are going to take down her dad like no matter what happens and the lies and secrets continue when Dom and Sean are caught parading Cecilia around because she is the ultimate secret. Like Dom and Sean were sworn to protect her and keep her out of the Ravenhood and out of the plans to get her dad. But Cecilia becomes so intertwined that the Ravenhood and this cause becomes her life for forever. I have words to talk about how much I love this book and this series. Cecilia is so feisty. And the Ravenhood is this like ragtag, kind of like misfit, kind of bad boys but they end up fighting for like they're trying to stick it to corporations necessarily say that this is like a mafia style book but it has that same kind of energy and like I mean (laughs) mafia stealing from big corporations and like trying to protect common citizens and people that need help is very much a turn-on for me I love that about this too it really sets you up for a fantastic series And all of the pieces come together in the end. I think reading this first book, you kind of feel like it's a little fragmented, but not enough that you can't understand the story. And so it, it tags you into that suspense and kind of leaves you on edge. I want to lay in bed with Dom and read books when it rains. And I quite literally cannot experience a rainy day without thinking about this book and thinking about him is the love of my life. I'm obsessed with him. I love him. They're starting to hook up. He is very reserved for a lot of the book while Sean is this like open, bleeding heart, life of the party, wants to bring Cecilia into the fold, wants to fuck her all the time, which is great. A lot more reserved and it takes them a while to get to this point in their relationship. And so when they go to have solo sex for the first time, like them together, he says, I know what I'm holding. I know her worth. Oh, and I like simply, I faint. I pass away. Goodbye. It's just one of like my favorite books and probably not going to be able to be topped as like my favorite series of all time. This book really has it all spice, romance, secret society, lies, betrayal, revenge, the banter. I love the banter. So like there, it's so funny at times. Cecilia is sharp-witted. She doesn't hold anything back. And I love how Kate Stewart creates and portrays a family throughout this book and throughout the whole series you really see how interconnected and like a family all these characters are um and like the side characters are even important like one of my favorite side characters is Tyler favorite book characters and I just the way that like Cecilia talks about like love and basically so Dom and Sean and the Ravenhood they have a different view on love because they don't want anything to 
interrupt the, the, the cause. And Cecilia has a quote. It says, the truth is I do expect a lot out of my love story and the man I'll share it with. I expect passion and butterflies and one or two fairy tale moments. When we fight, I want it to hurt. When we fuck, I want it to feel every fiber of my being. When a man confesses his love to me, I expect him to mean it. I don't want to question the words authenticity. I want to be claimed and owned and ruled and possessed by love. It's not, not like we all want that. No. And the love is so good. And he, they are so in love with her and she is so in love with them. And there's a point where she and Dom are fucking and he just pants you. And I'm like, that is it for me. That's the pinnacle. That is the peak. So good. Her like love and like their love. It's all about like protect. Like if you're under her love or their love, you are protected. You know that they're always going to be by your side. And even through like the spice, like the sex scenes, it's like you can still like feel like the love between them. Yeah. The hopeless romantic in me loves spice, but loves love more. And so I like it when they're intertwined and I like it when I can have both. And this definitely delivers both. When they, their their breakup at the end, I like felt that when they were doing like their last goodbyes and like the angry hookup and stuff, I was like, I can, like, I feel that, which is one thing I love about this book. It's has an ample amount of spice. So we'll get to next, but also has such a good plot and storyline. Get into the spice. Let's get into it. (laughs) I would like a soapbox to talk about this. And I would scream it on like street corners about how much, how good this spice is and how much I love it. Go first, but I just have to say that flustered is what this book left me. (laughs) And state and I must say Sav did say that I would text her after a certain scene ended last episode and I sure did chapter 25 bookmark it <laughs> highlight it chapter 25 literally Seth and I were at dinner and he was talking I was like shut the fuck up Emily's reading the float scene <laughs> he was like what are you talking about I was like shh, shh, shh. this is important my spice review I'm giving this three peppers but I'm I want to reiterate about my peppers right Three peppers because it's not necessarily like kinky. They're not doing anything crazy, but these are fat, plump, juicy peppers because there's so much spice in the book. So three peppers, but the peppers are like a full harvest worth of peppers. Seen threesome lives rent-free in my head and it has lived rent-free in my head for over a year. It is incredible. It is so, so fucking hot. Dom is my dream man. I love him. I do prefer their scenes in the book. Just kind of gave me like small town fuckboy energy. And so it was hard for me to get into that from time to time. I, so I, I love all of Dom and CC's scenes. I love him. I think he oozes sex appeal. And I would do a double take if I saw Dom walk down the street. I am not a car girl. He makes me want to become a car girl. He makes me want to like, understand fucking cars so that I can get fucked in the back of them that's how I feel about Dom a couple of my favorite favorite all-time moments that I loved so much I told my husband to replicate and so I have experienced something similar when she is reading the spicy romance novel and he starts and you because you know right like if you're laying in bed with somebody and you're reading the book and it's got a little spice in it like you get your face gets a little red you get a little wiggly right is and he starts going down on her and she like becomes overwhelmed with emotion puts the book down 
And he says, keep reading. And she's like, I'm sorry. And if she stops reading, then he stops. This is one of my all-time favorite scenes in any book. If any book has this happening, I'm going to give it five stars. I don't care what the rest of the book is about. I don't give a fuck. It was incredible. I loved it so much. She says, in seconds, he puts the book Hero to Shame and fucks me with ruthless abandon. Like, goodbye. Also... I love the scene where they are going on their first date. He takes her to Asheville, which is like cutesy, whatever. She's wearing a dress. She's like trying to engage with him. He is a man of few words. He is very stoic. She's like trying to get him riled up on the ride there and he's not fucking having it. But then on the way home, the entire time home, he tells her all of the things he wants to do to her and describes it in great detail where he wants to touch me, where he wants to lick, how he's going to do this, how much time he's going to take doing each thing. And I simply, I died. I, I died. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to give it four peppers. Um, I first have to say that the Ravenhood boys love their oral. Love it. That is their main choice. So four peppers. The lake scene, chapter 25. It starts off. With Sean saying, it's okay to want his sick baby. I'll watch it go inside you and fucking love the view and the savage it'll make me. Like, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me at the stroke of his thumb along my cheek. I want to hear her. His voice is full of lust and command. I want to hear her. I can't. I cannot handle. They're on the float. Imagine on the float in the middle of the lake. Storm. Close your eyes. We're going to do some imagery here. Sean lifts me an offering, arms wrapped around me as Dominic climbs his cock at my entrance. Eyes yeah, locked. Because you, why are you whispering? Eyes <laughs> <laughs> locked with Dominic. Sean slowly lowers me onto Dominic's cock, inch by rock, inch hard, while all three of us watch. I just have Hi. to say, <laughs> four peppers. This scene will live rent free in my head and the other scenes i do think get should like get enough credit because they're they're hot they're kind of like i need to like have you now they're rough possessive jealousy filled there's not really any sweet love happening no and you know what kills me is that we're talking about the float scene as if every other scene is not incredible like this one just sticks out in a way it it stays with you. It lodges itself inside your heart and you take it around with you. And going back to the book scene, she says, his thick fingers plunge into me just as a hero starts to pound into her. In seconds, he puts the, he puts the book hero to shame as he fucks me with random abandon. I would Incredible. propose like, Incredible. on the spot, paper rings. <laughs> I have to say, if you have a long-term partner, listen, it's no secret once you get married shit gets weird right like you're bored you realize you're stuck together forever so you start doing weird shit if you have a long-term sexual partner tell them that you want them to do this and i (laughs) best night of my life it was incredible i recommend it to everybody incredible especially if you read and you do this often it becomes a part of your team it's beautiful i really think it must be like one of the hottest things ever incredible it almost beats the float scene almost but I don't think any scene can in any book can ever beat the float scene no no 
Because here's the thing, when you read, this is what kills you about this book, right? Like you go into Flock, there is no cutesy cartoon on the cover. There are no shirtless men here, right? Like you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. So I would say when you go into a reverse harem, you know what to expect. You know what's coming. When you go into this fucking book and you get to chapter 25, you have no idea, no idea what is coming for you. And it hits you like a ton of bricks. And like, there's like some mention, like people are like telling her to like stay away. Like her coworker was like, I hear like they like share, but like you hear like little tidbits like that, but it just hits you. This whole, everything in this book, you'd never know what the next chapter will be about. Yes. And I love that in a book. I love when you never know what to expect and you never know what's coming. We're going to talk about more hot stuff. So today we're going to do a game of this or that instead of our discussion questions, because this book gave us plenty of this or that. So Saf, I'll go first. What do you think is hotter, jaw clenching or nostril flaring? I personally think a jaw clench is hotter in a book because it means that you're angry with me. And because I like to teeter that line, I enjoy a jaw clench more. Honorable mention is a lick of the lips. That mm. also gets to me. Oh, a good little lick lip as they're looking at you and I'm done. Um, I'm 1000% jaw clenching because that mean anger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I really do because I don't, I, I just see with either of those options, I just see green flags. I don't even see red flags. No, no, because not a also, also, because of jaw clenching, that means like angry, you're gonna have a fight, and it's good to have communication skills in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to talk it out, and you know, that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening after this is my clench. thing. This is my thing. Mafia bosses, they're just great leaders, so I'm just here seeing the best in people. You are getting angry with me, but we can talk through it. That's communication skills. You know, you have emotional intelligence, you can express yourself. Exactly. And on the topic, we're talking about mafia. I want to, I want to ask, ask our listeners to pick between being under full control, right? So like, that would be like Russian bravada or have some of your freedom when it comes to men. Like I personally want them to be fully obsessed, possessed. (laughs) (laughs) You want no control. I feel that like you can get a little bit, but I think with Italian mob, you get a little bit too much like I wouldn't feel like I would be in the mafia no here's the thing the Russian mafia is all about controlling you you are like you belong to the Russian mafia the Italian mafia is gonna spoil you so that's where I tend to lean I'm like wanting to be treated like a princess I am this like mafia princess woman and that's what I want so listeners, let us know in the comments which one you are, <laughs> if you are bravado or Italian. Okay, we can get back to this or that. I just had to do a little side tangent. Get in the fucking car or if you fucking dare walk out that door. I have a very strong answer and there's a reason. Mine is get in the fucking car, no question. No, that, is- that line can't be beat. <laughs> Mine is also get in the fucking car, but do you want to know where it stems from? Of course. Get in the car, Elizabeth. From Good Girls? <laughs> Dude, he's so hot. He's so hot. He has his neck tattooed. And I'm like, yes. A jaw clench with get in the fucking car. 
hottest gesture of all time. I am a through and through Pride and Prejudice girl. You are too. Is the fucking hand clinch after they touch hands and he fucking clinches that hand. I can't. Or like when you try, like when like you walk away and they like grab you by the wrist, but like, we're not done here. I'm like, <sighs> you gotta go to therapy, babe. <laughs> date <laughs> you don't have a boyfriend but you're planning out instagram captions and now fights so we're gonna add that to the list of things you're planning <laughs> when the guy bottoms out can you please elaborate you didn't want to say come so you said bottomed out <laughs> <laughs> I just went with the book lingo. At climax. Is that a better way to say it? More clinical? Yes. Okay. At climax, what is hotter? When they say fuck, like a I can't do it, but like a, <laughs> like, a breathless, <laughs> like a breathless like fuck, or if they just like like a deep sigh, like a sexual sigh. For me, it's when they say fuck. I love a fuck, but I also, I, listen, men, I feel like have been told, misogyny is run deep in the world and men have been told to not make a lot of noise when they fuck. That is incorrect. That is simply not true. I want you to not only be vocal and say words, little grunts, little noises, top tier. To fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. It would be... It would be cruel to not fuck Mary Kill with Dom, Sean, and the Frenchman. You go you first. Go. Okay. <laughs> I can go first. You go first. I am obviously marrying Dom. Obviously. I'm going to fuck the Frenchman, and I am killing Sean. Bye. I'm going to marry the Frenchman, <gasps> fuck Dom, and kill Sean. Yeah, Sean just didn't do it for me. Now he lost me with all his like philosophical like stuff. Like he wanted to be a philosopher so bad. And I was just like, he is the devil's advocate in class. And I just couldn't do it. No, you know, Sean is like, if you live in a small town in the South, Sean hangs out at the local convenience store and he talks about Big Brother. That's who that man is in your small town. And he might fuck you good and you can be down for that, but you don't want a life with him. Frenchman, I I just he just can't be just can't be beat. Yeah, the Frenchman is he's good. You get more of him in book two and book three. Yeah, but definitely like least need to do. I want to experience Dom. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> this made me feral. I literally texted Seth after I was reading this, and I was like, decided not to ride the Peloton and ride you instead. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he literally texted back, and he was like, "Bitch, I am at work." I in a cubicle i cannot engage in this kind of thing <laughs> not the cubicle this shit's gonna get me pregnant now moving on to our boyfriend pyramid as emily and i have said every time we've talked about this this is driven by research we are women in stem and as one conducts research sometimes you gotta switch it up sometimes you recognize that your metrics aren't hitting what they need to hit. So we are changing the pyramids a little bit. 
And instead of the bottom tier being a soft launch, we are going to make this into the ultimate friends with benefits, ultimate fuck buddy, someone that you would want to sleep with until the end of time. You don't necessarily like want a relationship with them, but the sex is fantastic. There's chemistry, all of those friends. He's maybe going out to like bars with you and your friends. You have that kind of like casual, fun relationship. Above that is meet the family, right? Meet the parents? Yes. Okay. So above UFB, ultimate fuck buddy, is meet the parents. Someone that you probably want to have more of a consistent relationship with. Kind of similar to could have been the one, but maybe you never got that far in your relationship. But you're dating this person. You are into them. They meet your family. They become a part of your life. They're more synchronized with your life. Still have the same chemistry that you had at UFB. Still fucking. Things are great. Then we move back to white picket fence. That is what it has always been. And then we have God tier. Again, Pyramid, we're going to post a graphic on Instagram, but we've got UFB, Ultimate Fuck Buddy, Meet the Parents, then we go to White Picket Fence, and then at the top is God Tier. Not everyone can be God Tier, so we needed to spice it up a little bit to make it to more of where we want to put boy- put book boyfriends at the bottom, not because we love them less, but maybe because we just want to fuck them for eternity, and that's okay. That's so, okay. so recognizing where we're at in the book pyramid in the boyfriend pyramid emily where do you rank just dom and sean i guess you can rank the frenchman too if you want to so dom and the frenchman i'm gonna put in the same category i want that white picket fence and god tier together because i think the frenchman and dom are the epitome of god tier but i want that white picket fence life with them because these two men know how to worship their woman protect Mm -hmm. them just you are that would just be a happy marriage sean is the ultimate friends with benefits possibly meet the parents if the parents were in town (laughs) and kind of like ran in at the grocery store i'm not gonna host a dinner for them you're not the parents you're not bringing him home but like if your parents were in town and it was convenient you would do that for him i would do that for him but that's kind of where like sean stays for me also another thing that because sean smokes cigarettes and i absolutely that's just like a no for me and so that's and then he like again with his philosophical he quotes plato i just ultimate friends with benefits my friends will probably hate him and tell me that they hate him don't even know if we'll get past texting off snapchat or social media (laughs) like i might not have his number saved but Dom and the Frenchman, that's the forever ring on mm. the finger. What about you, Sav? Sean is also UFB for me, ultimate fuck buddy. But I am gonna I'm gonna sleep with him in secret. Like I'm probably not gonna tell my friends about him because this would be the type of person, like, he's a townie, right? Like I picture Statesboro. Sean yep. is a snowball. Yep. He is a Statesboro local. And like, I don't need to tell my friends that I'm fucking a Statesboro local and he never leaves no he never leaves he's just not my thing the cigarettes I don't know I've never dated anyone that what what I can't do on Sean is the lip ring I can't fucking do it I don't think I can't do the lip ring I can't I can't and it's like the little hoop right here I can't I cannot fucking do that so yep I am shamefully in secret fucking Sean 
but you know it would be good. You know it's good, and I'd I'd be coming back for more. Yeah, no, it would be top tier. But again, <laughs> like if you if I tell my friends, like I know if I ever dated somebody like Sean, you personally would be like Emily, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, I'd be like, let's but, have a. We need to call a meeting. We need to have a team meeting. But it'll be a fun time in my life, so yeah, I yeah, agree yeah. with that. Dom, on the other hand, is God tier. I'm ranking him in God tier. I've only put Vicious God tier so far. So Dom and Vicious get to hang out in my little God tier circle together. And then I'm going to put the Frenchman. I guess I would put the Frenchman at White Picket Fence. I mean, I love him. I don't love him nearly as much as I do Dom, though. I just wish I don't want to spoil anything, but spoiler, if you're not going to haven't read the second book, I just really wish we got more of Dom. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't read the second book, don't stop. Like fast forward a couple of minutes. I obviously love Dom. I loved Dom this much in book one. Book two, I was on the floor. Like I was on fucking well I was so fucking unwell and when you through the second book and the third book like when he does pass and you see the things that he continued that like he did for the Frenchman for Ravenhood for Cece that they didn't even know he was doing just like proves that he was just I'm like talking about them like this guy like he's a real guy but he felt real to me he's real in my heart that's for sure forever Um, it's gonna rain tomorrow and be like we love rainy days don't we (laughs) (laughs) I remember like sobbing when I was reading it I was just like oh no oh no and it continues to cry during the other book from like she's visiting his grave just (sighs) so many emotions I agree where do you put the okay oh wait you said Frenchman's white picket fence yeah Frenchman's white picket fence I guess I'd marry him (laughs) I guess (laughs) okay well that's our book boyfriend pyramid updated it might continue to evolve as we continue to do some market research of placing where these men belong and we will keep you updated yeah um so next week we have um den and vipers which is a hot book a i'm hot so excited book. for den and vipers i have the hard copy and um do not read it in public is all i have <laughs> I have my favorites. Sav has her favorites. It is reverse harem. So um, dicks are everywhere. And then after Den of Vipers, we're going to, we have a touch of darkness. So welcome to our bad boy era. It is here. We're excited. We crossed the line. Um, Bad boy summer. Maybe I'll go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) You should pursue therapy. You said some problematic things in this week's episode and I tell a teletherapy at least at the bare minimum <laughs> but we really hope that you guys enjoyed flock in chapter 25 and the other steamy scenes as much as we did and we look forward to talking with you guys next week thanks for another great episode see you guys next week <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs> Music,